77% of parents talk to their kids about saving money. And over half talk about budgeting and building and maintaining credit. But yet, only 32% of parents educate kids about saving money for retirement. Finally, just 30% of parents talk about investing money. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today, Dave's going to share a little bit of facts about why it's important to teach your kids about money. And as I mentioned kind of at the beginning, parents often maybe talk about saving or building credit or budgeting but we're not necessarily teaching them about saving money for retirement. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. All right. Thanks, Nate. And uh, thank you, podcasters, for listening today. I'm going to talk about kids and how they can be good savers. As Nate mentioned, the statistics are really not so good, but uh, we're going to give you a couple of ways to get that figured out. And if you do have children, give you some ideas for being a successful parent, teaching their kids how to be good savers. So as Nate showed, the statistics are really not very good. And uh, maybe you are one of those kids that just didn't get the information you needed in basic finance. You know, uh, schools today are really challenged to teach about all there is that needs to be done to succeed in life. And unfortunately, financial literacy many times falls by the wayside in both school and in family life. Yeah, I've always wondered why, you know, we're so busy learning American history, which is great and certainly has value or, or all these different sciences, but we're not necessarily learning how to become good savers or good stewards with our money. You know, in these kids, sadly, a lot of them grow up and are working full-time jobs and it takes till later life when they actually learn about debt and saving and, and, and investing and compound interest. Yeah, you know, and obviously finance is my thing. You know, that's what I love to talk about. And so I see there would be a like an incredibly important element if we could incorporate teaching students about money before they get out of high school. And they really don't uh, for the most part. There's there's a couple courses sometimes if you're in business classes you'll get, but just basic personal finance they don't teach. And like Nate said, it's for the rest of your life, you need to know the basics of finance, you know, how to balance a checkbook, how to invest your money, how to save money for your future. You know, if we had a whole generation of students that saved 10 to 20% of their paycheck every single month from the beginning of their working years until they were 55, 60, 65 years old, this whole country would be transformed as far as having actually money in their pocket and could really enjoy a good retirement. Unfortunately, that is not happening in the schools. So what I'm going to talk about right now is an alternative in put the onus on the parent. And whether you are a parent or you are a student today, my hope is that by the end of this podcast, you'll have learned one thing that you can use to succeed with money. So. Right now, I'm going to go and do something a little bit different, and I'm going to ask Nate, my son, what was the, the beginning for Nate? What was it that got him interested in being a saver? 
Well, I'd like to say that I am definitely one of the few kids, you know, I know the percentages don't look good. I'm one of the few kids that did learn a lot about money, about saving, investing, and save not just saving, but saving for retirement. And I learned that from Dave early on. I remember the very early ages, even when it was, you know, having an allowance or saving money before I was even a teenager working, doing chores and saving that money. And Dave really harped on the fact of how important it is to save what you have. And he shared a little bit about compound interest. And I think I was probably one of the youngest people to ever get a Roth IRA. If I remember correctly, I think I was probably, it was my first real kind of serious job in high school. I worked at a a sports clothing store, Olympia in Massachusetts. I believe at that time is when I I started putting my first money towards a Roth IRA, which of course, if, if you've heard some of the other episodes, the number one thing that we recommend to build wealth for your future. I don't know, it was directly and indirectly, but Dave really, you know, he showed me the value of saving, the value of investing and not spending more than you you have. I mean, I specifically remember driving home from work and I was maybe arguably cheap in some ways, but you were frugal, Nate. I was quite frugal. That's probably the better way to put it. <laughs> but I specifically remember getting one dollar Big Macs because they had a promotion at uh, McDonald's at that time, and so I would get these one dollar Big Macs on this certain day. And the rest of the money that I made while working, I didn't spend it. I I saved it for later. And in some cases, I I started investing in in that Roth IRA that I now have. Yep. So. All that to say, you know, I'm one of the few lucky kids. Obviously, every kid, they either win the parent lottery or lose the parent lottery, but I definitely won the parent lottery and and I'm thankful for growing up and understanding a lot about finance and saving and investing from my dad, Dave. Well, thanks, Nate. You know, just the short example, I know it's probably silly in a sense, but of the $1 Big Mac, if you looked at that from the big picture, what Nate was doing was he was making a choice. And he could have got the, uh, you know, the full quarter pounder with the uh, the meal with the fries and the drinks. But he had a good sandwich. Uh, he was wise to think, okay, I can save a couple bucks instead of three or four dollars. I'll spend a buck, and I, I'm going to fill my stomach. And I'm on my way to save a few more dollars by just doing that one maneuver. You know, just thinking differently about money. And that's again. I've talked about it many, many times. Think differently about money. You don't have to spend every nickel you have in your pocket. Yeah, I actually, I specifically remember you teaching me when I was a kid that, uh, oh yeah, these fast food restaurants, they make all their money off the fries and the drinks. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, the drinks are so overpriced for how much they actually are worth. I kind of still follow that to this day. I generally don't buy a, a drink when I go out to eat because one, I, don't, I try not to drink any calories, but two, oftentimes the drinks are overpriced. Yeah. And, and just as a side too, they're, they're terrible for you. You know, water is definitely the way to go. That's what I've been doing for a long, long time. Okay, let me go uh, talk a little bit more about kids and parents and getting in that uh, role of saving for the future. I recently read a story in the Epic Times about this uh, 15-year-old kid. He went into the, uh, I think it was a dentist, to uh, cleaning. And in the process, the dentist was a neat guy, and he always talked to his customers or patients about money, I guess. And so he started asking this 15-year-old kid. And so what happened was this kid had a dad that taught him about money. 
just like Nate was sharing. And he shared about making money versus saving money. And what was really interesting was he realized that lots of people make money, but not very many people have money. Does that make sense? Lots of people make money, but they still never have money. Yeah. So almost like someone makes $100,000 a year, somehow they manage to not have any of that $100,000 at the end of the year. And same thing if you made $500,000 a year, somehow they don't have $500,000 at the end of the year. Yep, that's right. And then on the other end of that spectrum, you know, I, I guarantee you, I know 30,000 people that make thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, they're saving five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a year. So it's not how much you make, guys and gals. It's what you do, the choices you make to change the trajectory of your future financially. And so this little 15-year-old kid, he just shared examples about, you know, he had learned, learned it from his dad. So he would mow lawns, and so he'd make the money, right? And then he would save it. And then once he got a certain amount of money, he talked about putting it in his Roth IRA. And he went into a little story about that and how uh, he invests in a S&P 500 account because it spreads out the risk over buying a bunch of stocks versus buying, say, one stock like IBM or Tesla or, or whatever. He's a smart 15-year-old kid. Yeah. And that was the story. I mean, this dentist was the writer of this story. And he was saying, this kid, out of the mouths of babes, I remember him saying that, that it's like, this kid really got it. He was 15 years old. And so the, my point is here, it, you don't have to be a college-educated person to be smart with your money. Just spend a little time, learn about it, ask questions to your parents if you're a kid and if you're an adult, uh, read about it on a book, uh, online, and become more educated in your finances, and you're going to win with money. Now, I gave you an example of this 15-year-old, and, and it went into depth a little bit, but it was pretty interesting. But the main point that I want you to take away is, you know, where did he get that? He got that knowledge from his dad in this case. And parents are the number one teacher of their kids. It's not the schools. It's not their buddies. It's the parent. And so teach by example, not by lecturing. You know, um, if you go to the kids and say, man, you got to save more money. Stop spending all the money on your sneakers or your clothes. Debbie, stop doing this, blah, blah, blah. However, if you teach by example, if you go to a restaurant and you don't buy the pop, you save a couple bucks there, or you, you don't necessarily buy this big fancy meal every time, you know, you look on the right side of the menu sometimes and make a choice because instead of a $20 salmon meal, you get a uh, $12 whatever. So. I don't want you to be not living life, but there are ways to save a buck here and there. It entails changing the way you think about money. And so parents, you are being watched every single day and you know that. And so just like you're watching that, they're watching you as far as how you speak to your spouse, the language you use, they also see how you spend your money. So please, I encourage you to lead by example. Yeah, that's a good example too, because which kid or which person wants to be told what to do nowadays? That's right. Good example, Nate. But if you actually, yeah, nobody. But if you're actually seeing the parent, hopefully you, if you are a parent, uh, if you're not, then this is for future. But you see how they're living and make it exciting. As Dave has shared in prior episodes, how he almost made it into a game to see how much he could save mm -hmm. each month or how much he could put towards his retirement or his future. 
And so I like that example of the teaching often is is showing. You know, obviously the words matter, but when you're telling, oftentimes the words don't sink in. That's right. Yep. One other thing in that story that did catch my eye was uh, he talked about Dave Ramsey, and he has a financial course that he has put into literally thousands of schools, and it is taught across America, and it's about finance, basic personal finance. So if you're fortunate enough to be in one of those schools, you are going to learn a short series of courses on financial literacy and and just basic finance. And and I tell you, I wish it was in every school because it will make a difference. So learning in school is one way, of course. But as I just mentioned, the main way is the way that mom and dad teach. And kids watch what they do. And they watch how they respond or react to money issues. And what I mean by that is, you know, when the parents, let's just say they had a particularly good year and, and they get a more money back than they thought, you know, what do they do with that money? Do they react, you know, negatively or do they respond positively? Do they respond and say, you know what, we are going to invest this for the future. We're going to take a little bit out and go have a vacation, but we're going to put the rest of it towards our future retirement. And it's just a, it's a lifestyle that you need to get a hold of if you want to win with money. So you parents out there, I want you to take a step back and ask, how am I doing? As the saying goes, more is caught than taught. And that's just what Nate was talking about. Now the phrase is worth saying again because it's really important. Have you ever heard this before? More is caught than taught. Yeah, that's a great that's a great phrase, and especially as you see kids, and uh, you know, I have a niece and nephew, and I can just see as they're you know almost three years old now how they are catching things from what what my sister and her husband are are actually doing more than what they're telling them. Of course, they do catch what they're telling them, but it's amazing how all the little mannerisms and things that they just catch up on without even being told. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, you know, Nate's talking about my grandchildren, her, his uh, niece and nephews that are about three years old. And they're like little, I don't know, they just spit back the same words that mom and dad are saying. So you got to, you know, use your words, words wisely. So let me, uh, uh, this is a relatively brief podcast, but let me end with these three points to emphasize. The first one is remember that what that 15 year old said in the story lots of people make money, but still never have money. I thought that was profound. I mean, he hit it right in the head. And and Nate emphasized it. You know, you can make two, three hundred, five hundred thousand dollars and still not have any money. It's your choice if you want to win with money. The second point I want to emphasize is schools are good or they can be good if they have like a Dave Ramsey type course or a teacher that just enjoys teaching about finance. But the main way kids learn is through the parents. That's the number one teacher of the kids. And the last thing that I want to communicate is to teach by example and not by lecturing. Great points. And really important, just want to hit on that that point that Dave mentioned again. Parents are the number one teacher of the kids. So if you have kids, not only are you empowering yourself to be a better saver, investor, and building your future, but you're also out there to build a better future for your kids as well. All right. So for you this day, we're going to talk about what do you do to take action? And here's what I have for you today. Today, you've been told some ways to educate your kids on money, but now it's your turn to make it happen. Choose one thing and just one thing alone today 
that you can share with your loved ones that will have an impact on their lives financially. All right. Thank you, Dave. That wraps up today's episode. And just to set up a little bit about next week's episode, I want to ask you, are you in a rut from your personal finance standpoint? Maybe you're listening to this podcast week after week and you're still kind of struggling to save or invest and don't really know what to do. Well, next podcast, Dave is going to give you 10 really clever tips, 10 clever ways to save money. And I bet there are some that you can begin to use today and get you back on track to win with money. So stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, we like to end with either a quote or a Bible verse. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. You bet. Today's Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue.